Welcome to episode 119 of the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. Uh, this week it is it's the three of us. Woo! We, we may have someone pop in later. But right now it's just the three of us. There you go. Uh, <clears throat> lots been happening. We've had a lot going on. We just had a show in Louisiana this week. We've got a giveaway to do tonight. Yep. We have a show in Conroe this weekend. Yeah. That is true. The, show, the big show's in Conroe this weekend. So if anybody's planning on wanting to go to a big reptile show this weekend... That's the time to do it right Conroe there. Conroe is the one to be at. I woke up this morning feeling like garbage. I've had cold. I've tested for positive. I've tested negative. For, I've tested for COVID twice and she, today. And I'm just negative so you tested negative for times. COVID. I've been negative twice. My God, that was the hardest way to tell someone you don't have COVID. Look, I have a lot of water in my system and my body is not. Nope, does not affect this. does not affect your ability to say tested negative for COVID. See? Twice. Oh man. I'm slowly going through all my at-home tests that I've been stocking up on throughout the school year. <laughs> oh, hi to whoever is saying hi. This is Facebook user, so I don't know. Might be Gina. She's also a little under the weather. Could be anybody. I think Lori and Sean Gray gave us their head colds. Not us. This is not no, us. No, us, the me, Gina, us. I'm saying, this person's healthy. Yeah. Uh, we did have a show this past weekend in Lafayette, Louisiana. Maybe the state hates me because I went back to Louisiana and I ate... Four people's weight in food. Not food, crabs. You ate a shit ton of crabs. I, it's it's a lot. I a ate lot. a lot of food this weekend. Oh, it's Alana. Ah. Oh. Uh, yeah. So we had. And then I was, came back to Texas. <laughs> it was an interesting show this weekend. I think the fair in Lafayette slowed us down. Saturday for sure. So yeah, we were oh, busy, yeah. busy, busy till about twelve thirty, and then. Well, I did all of my sales on Saturday before eleven thirty. Yeah. After eleven oh, thirty, wow. I didn't sell one thing. We slowed down significantly, mm-hmm. and on Sunday, a lot of the kids that came through were like, I went to the fair yesterday. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I sold one rainbow boa, but for me, that's fine. I'm, I covered my weekend. That was, that was pretty that's, good. Yeah, that's all we really want is to uh, cover the weekend. Good evening, y'all. It's Jason Brumley. Oh, so hey, cool. Jason. Oh, man, Jason got hosed. Did you all see what happened? Rest up with Merlana. Did you see what happened to Jason? No. Nah. Someone took his pictures and I was trying to use his pictures oh, yeah. as him. What? Not yeah. cool. He was like, happened to me like four times now. I mean, not yeah. cool every time though. <laughs> Especially all the work that Jason's done and you know, with his snakes and everything. It's crazy. Crappy. To that. Oh, there's John Feely. How's it going, John Feely? Uh, so this weekend at at the Herp Show in Lafayette it was good. And then the last five minutes before we left, it all fell apart. <laughs> had money in my pocket. Oh. Robert had good. money in his pocket. Robert had money in his pocket. No, and James said really. my favorite words in the whole well, world. what happened was. Pick whichever one you want, baby. What happened, <laughs> what happened was Jared Dole showed me one of the prettiest redfoots I'd seen. Yeah. A little baby. And then come to find out. There's a cute. He had bought it there. And so we went back to the breeder that had them. And, uh, and they made us a deal that we couldn't resist. And so Robert and I both at that moment took money out of our pockets and got a red foot and then robert walked away and katie goes and I, what about this cherry head what do you want for it instead and then the guy made me a better deal on the cherry head so i put back my red foot normal red foot and got a cherry head yep uh but robert still got an amazing looking little red foot his name is dr bones katie's is robert's is not named dr Bones. do you want to explain where dr bones from it's uh one of our favorite cherry pop and daddy songs it is uh and i think i'm renaming my cherry head and i'm naming my other cherry head uh maraschino yep so uh, There's going to be a theme. 
Yeah. So I got to try to get them set up all the way. I think what I'm going to have to do also, I've got this stupid little beetle problem in my tourist table. And I don't know where they, I don't know how they got in there. I've, I've got ice pods in there. They're fine. They're doing great. They're actually doing better there than they are in my ice pod collection. But then I have these little tiny beetles that also are a little tiny mealworm. And they're able to get out even though I've put Vaseline in all the corners. They're still getting out and our entire floor looks like a murder scene. It looks like a war zone For little tiny black beetles. Oh, shit. Yeah, they're every every fucking where. And I vacuumed since. Every fucking where. It's an everyday thing now. So I think I'm going to have to take all the bedding out of the tortoise table, freeze it, then throw it away, and then redo the entire bedding in my tortoise table. Yeah. So, stupid beetles. I do want to say that today is D-Day. June 6th. That was yesterday. That was, that was yesterday. yesterday. Christ. Today's the 7th. My days are all messed up. Yesterday was D-Day. I mean, yeah. ours are, but that's because we're teachers and it's summer. It happens. Yeah. Mine are just because, I don't know. We had a show. That's why. Mm-hmm. We had a show and then your wife turned around and went back. Yep. <laughs> yep. They're getting ready to move the Battleship Texas um, from the birth where she's been. She's been moved since like 89 when wow. they brought her down to Todd Shipyard in Galveston to do some repairs. Uh, she moved under her own power then, but she doesn't have her power plant anymore. But they, they brought a gigantic dry dock in from the Bahamas. Um, hmm. that's like 470 feet long and the ship's like 560 feet long. So it'll be sticking out both ends of the dry dock, but have they're you... going to bring it in and completely redo the hole from the water line down. It's going to take them like a year. Pretty awesome. Battleship Texas is an amazing thing. It participated in D-Day. It was over a hundred years old. It Participated in World War One. Have they said where are they going to move it somewhere? I'm assuming it's going to be a museum. So they have. It's been a museum for like years, forty, yeah. years, yeah. fifty years. Um, similar to the USS Alabama. Paul said he yes. dove on the battleship Texas. Oh yeah, I believe it. I'm sure Paul. Has. That's what I was. I was actually going to. He was ask, actually at the shop for quite a while today. Do you know if while they're doing the repairs, are they still going to allow people to come and visit or no? No, okay. no they actually shut it down for visitation, like last August. Because, oh, okay. So it almost sunk oh. a couple of years ago. And they went in and did a bunch of emergency repairs on it and were able to keep it from sinking. And, uh, but it needs the whole, the entire hull needs gotcha. to be replaced from the water line down there. Yeah, so that's over a hundred years old. Yeah. And it's been sitting in salt water the whole time. Yeah. Huh. So, uh, well, that'd be a cool thing. So yeah, so they're going to bring it over and do that. And they haven't decided yet. It's not going back to San Jacinto where it's been. It just, that's, you don't go there unless you're going there. Gotcha. Gotcha. And they want to they want it to be somewhere where it's going to get incidental tourists. Yeah. So I got a feeling it's going to end up staying in Galveston. That'd be cool. Um, you know, we already have the Alyssa down there, the tall ship, and you have the um, the offshore oil rig. Paul said he removed a concrete block underneath that had yep. a power conduit running through it. Oh, cool. That's so, pretty neat. So yeah, I'm not diving, but whatever. That's there's shit down there. Have so, you yeah. ever seen the USS Alabama in person? I mean, I've driven past it a ton. But of you've times. never like gone never onto gone the, the battleship. Their in Corpus, they have the Lexington. It's another. It's a um, carrier. It's a museum next to the Texas. Oh, I'd love to go on a carrier. Yeah, it's it's an it's not a big nuclear carrier, but yeah. What's the okay. one? I want to go on the one in New York that has like the planes on it and all that. Like, the, the Lexington has all that. I want to go on the carrier. Those are awesome. It's it's like a it's a floating city. Those yes. things they're amazing. <laughs> Uh, anyway, oh. so that was our non-reptile-related talk for now. Oh, one other boat thing. It was funny. I was watching, uh, so I like to watch uh, Deadliest Catch, but I've also watched the spinoff that was Bloodline, which follows uh, Captain Phil Harris's son. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're, they're following his path. But the Cornelia Marie that Phil Harris' captain was built in Bayou Labatry, which is like right down from whoop, where whoop. Katie was. Katie lived. I got family there. Yeah, so they were, they visited Bayou Labatry. I was like, hey, I know where that's at. The whole home of Benjamin Buford Blue. 
Also known as Bubba. Yeah. Bubba. The one and only. Uh, exactly. What John Grant would have got that? He that got a is, movie reference this weekend. That is, that is true. We were up. Our, our James buddy, and I said something and John responded. We were like, holy shit, he got a movie reference. Our buddy John Grant, uh, he's 28, I don't know, 9, no, 7, he's, 65. He's like but 27, he's, he's 78. He's 78 years old. Uh, and he's never seen any movies. For the, We sat down the other time, well, Saturday after the show and watched... Um, Dumb and Dumber, and he had never seen Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Me. You shut your mouth. I don't like their kind of humor. The shit scene in Dumb and Dumber is fucking hilarious. Sean Sean has the sign above the toilet of his face. That's true. At the Herb Shop. shop. That's true. Oh. So, uh, so yeah. We got tortoises this weekend, so that's awesome. Um, Also, what we need to do is we need to do a giveaway. Finally, we have to... You got to part with it. We can go I have put to it, say goodbye to this amazing man. We can go put it in the mail tomorrow if we can get a hold of them tonight. That's true. From our friends over at Crafty Gargoyles, it's it's gonna leave my house. It's yeah. We're gonna have to get another one to hang up though because it's cool looking. It is really cool looking. Okay. All right. So I've got the list of names okay. right here. I'm hit one through button, fourteen. Hit the button. Random push generator. The button. Push the button. I pushed it, and it's. Oh, did I push it? Hold on. There we go. I pushed it, and it's going to Chris. Markway. That's cool. Chris Markway. Now I got to figure out where I got Chris's name from because it's either on, it's on like five million different places. But I will, I will get it to Chris Markway. I'll find him. Yeah. But Chris Markway has won our mandala from Crafty Gargoyles. Way to go, Chris. Uh, we'll reach out to you tonight after the show and, and get it to you. And unfortunately, it will leave my room. Yep. But I do have a giveaway for this month. I know we're on day like seven of this month, but I do have a giveaway for this month and we will do this one all month. I'll put a question up tonight and pin it and do all the official what are we giving away we are giving away a year membership to us arc very awesome very awesome yes i wanted to give away membership so i think uh our question will probably be something along the lines of you know who's been our favorite your favorite guest that we've had on the podcast i just want to get a list of everybody's favorite guests that's been on the podcast and uh and then i'll do a drawing from those names so it'll run through the rest of june we're in june because it's Katie. and if you're it's katie's birthday month <laughs> it is my birthday month which is another reason why i'm on my 12th glass of water and that's a weird birthday thing. So many medicines today because I refuse to be sick on Sunday. Um, the cool thing about this is you don't, if you're already a member, that's fine. This will tack on to your yeah, current we membership. Will, we will get a hold of USR and we'll tack it on to the end of it. Or if you want to give it as a gift, we can do that. Whatever you yeah. want to do, but it will be a year membership. You will be the one who wins it and then you decide what you do It'll with it. It will be a year membership to USR. So that's what I'm going to give away for this month. Huh. All right, uh, sponsors. We didn't even do sponsors yet, Katie. Well, you started with the show, and I thought you were going to do them first. But it's cool. If you're looking for a high-quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes of all types of, for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available, or you can plan to pick up at Herp's Reptile Show near you. Visit lsreptileracks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. Yeah, get your orders in for Lone Star Reptile Racks. I know that guy. He's kind of a dick, so you want to make sure you get it in early. <laughs> we might have to get another tortoise table from him. That is true. I tried to put my little tortoise in with my other tortoises, and just like I thought, the sulcata is too big, and he tried to take a bite out of the back of his shell. The two cherry heads. But I, mean, I was, totally I was there the whole time. I mean, he was safe. I made sure he didn't eat them. But that sulcata is just like, Dr. Since, since I've put it in that tortoise table, under that uh, UV light from uh, VivTech, that Solcata has grown like crazy. Oh, yeah. He's done great. Uh, speaking of VivTech, don't forget, we have a promo code for VivTech. It is GUMBO22. It's 15% off any purchase through VivTech, which we so need to order a new bowl, actually. We need to make... Um, I, I've been 
thinking about it. I just haven't had time. Like a little push cart that I can give out to customers when they buy an enclosure. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is true. So that, uh, hey, if you need to light here, because we tell them VivTech, but nobody, nobody does. It just doesn't have the groundswell yet for people that aren't in it, in it. We can make a little card and we'll put the QR code on there and we'll put our, our code on the back for it. And yeah. Every time you sell one of those four by two by twos that people love for their bearded dragons. Yep. Um, I, everybody needs to get a VivTech bolt, but the thing is amazing. We need to get a new one for the new guy because we're going to have to set him up in a new table because he's so itty bitty. He's teeny tiny. He's teeny tiny. I mean, he still has like umbilical cord marks on him. So, I mean, he's pretty young. He's got his tooth. Oh, yeah. He still has a little egg tooth on his, his beak. Egg tooth on his beak. Uh, so, yeah. VivTech. Gumbo 22 is the code. Use it. 15% off at checkout. Uh, get you a bulb. Get you a UV meter, which I still want to get. You need to get one of those. Uh, you just got Tarzan a new windshield, so that'll wait till next so month. So, you get Tarzan a new Tarzan. You got tires and, and a new windshield. That is true. I do need those. Um, County Road 101. What? Sorry. Oh, Robert's talking to himself. He's trying to do math. <laughs> no, he's trying to find <laughs> somewhere. Uh, also, uh, a shout out to, uh, where am I at? Oh, Herb Reptile Shows. We've been talking about them. Let me go ahead and do the rundown of the list. This weekend, we have Conroe. That's the big one. If you haven't made plans for Conroe, make them. They're coming up. But going to be awesome. That's this one. I need to tell her not to. She's at the chiropractor. I need to tell her not to come home down 288 because somebody just jumped off the bridge at Bailey. Oh, shit. And they got all of 288 shut down southbound. Oh, shit. Yeah. Probably oh. more than shit on the road. That's not good. Holy cow. That's the the bigger of the two. You know, that's crazy. Bailey that's is the one. That's the one before Bass Pro Shop. Uh, the, but no, Bailey is. Um, uh... Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, you know that one. It's the one with the where CVS and that new Shipley's and all that is. They just oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that bridge. Pomona. Pomona. Oh shit, that's like right here. Right yeah. here. Oh damn, it's not a long jump. Let me see where she's at. It's, anything over six foot will kill you. Yeah. I guess you jump down in front of a semi. Oh, it doesn't okay, matter. She's at home, so never mind. Uh, anyways, back to the happy news. So Conroe yeah. this weekend, then Longview, Texas, June twenty fifth and twenty sixth. Come the- to Conroe Sunday. Tell me happy birthday. I just already got to the Longview show. I know. Why are we backtracking? Because, I don't know. I was taking a drink of my water. Also, we'll be recording at Conroe. We will. Uh, it's been a while since we recorded a show, and I like doing recording because it means that we can take a week off of this, but we will be recording at Conroe, so if you walk by and see us, say hi. We'll have the microphone set up there. We're right when you walk in. Just turn straight to the right. Hi, Antoine. Shut up, Antoine. <laughs> Anyways, back to what I was saying. Uh, we'll be recording at Conroe. Uh, Antoine called me key. Antoine needs to bring his ass out here to Conroe. That is true. He was supposed to come to NARBC, NARBC and he didn't come. So I don't I don't trust him anymore. He's a liar. But <laughs> Longview, Texas show is June 25th, 26th. That's East Texas. If you're like North Louisiana, Arkansas, that's your show there. Uh, Slidell, Louisiana, back in Slidell on July 23rd and 24th. That's a big uh, show. So if you're east that. of Slidell and you can't make it to the Texas shows, <laughs> Try and make it to the Slidell show. Hopefully the gas prices come down just a little bit before then, but I'm not holding my breath. I know. It's rough. I think uh, the most I paid this weekend was four ninety. Um Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, July thirtieth and thirty first. Corpus Christi, Texas, August thirteenth and fourteenth. Bryan College Station, August twentieth and twenty first. Austin, Texas, which we're going to Thursday. Uh, it's August twenty seventh and twenty eighth. And then back to Conroe, September tenth and eleventh. So if you can't make it to this Conroe, Come to the September one. It's going to be a good one, too. That's usually a pretty good one as well. So come out to that. Um, Max said his camera is working. He's yes. just waiting. I got that. I message you, too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then also a shout out to our other sponsor, um, 
Wiregrass Exotics, my brain went blank for a minute. Your brain just, I saw it shut down. Wiregrass Exotics, go check out Wiregrass Exotics in Ozark, Alabama for all your feeder feeder needs, reptile needs. Um, If you're anywhere, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, in that area, go check them out. Uh, Also, I just always want to give a shout out to our friends over at Focus Cube for this amazing sign behind us. Um, I still love the sign. It's like one of his favorite things. It is one of my favorite things in this house. It's I mean, especially because like, it was a gift. I had no idea we were even getting it. I think it. that's why it's one of your favorites. It is very difficult to surprise you. Dude, I, every day when I look at stuff that they post, I'm just like, you know, I, we do not the same thing, but it's the same medium. I'm like, fucking Steven and Ashley are... They're I, I don't want to leave Ashley out. Steven, you know, she even says he does all the design and stuff. Yeah, but Ashley works her ass off. Oh, my God. They both do. Um, They're crushing it. I mean, just the stuff they come up with is amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always amazed. And then our guest next week uh, is also a big fan of them. Uh, I will hint that our guest next week just got a bunch of cages from them and has talked about them a lot on his podcast. So uh, It's okay. I'm his favorite, so it doesn't matter. Nah, fuck, that's tallest <laughs> midget right there. Anyways, so yeah, Focus Cube, check them out. Uh, they, they're too busy to even be doing shows. They're always, well, they're either fishing or building cages. That's all I see. That's all my Facebook is, Focus Cube, fishing or building cages. And somehow every time they go fishing, they catch something. I don't. I'm yeah, doing something wrong. You're also very jealous of that too. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've gone lots lately and not caught any. Well, they've figured out that if the bass aren't biting, you can always catch sunfish and that's true. stuff like that. So that's that is pretty true. smart. Um, trying to think of anything else. I think that's, that's it. Maybe I'm sure something else will come up. We got all our sponsors. We talked about the giveaway. We gave away the giveaway. Giveaway, giveaway for next giveaway. week or if next you, month. If you haven't seen the new Top Gun movie, go see it. It's amazing. James won't see it because he doesn't like Tom Cruise. I don't like Tom Cruise. I also but I, the movie's pretty awesome. I also don't know. I, Tom, I don't know them. Top Gun. I, I, I think seen I was, the first Top Gun. I think I saw Top Gun when I was like six. So yeah, I, but I can't get past Tom Cruise's crazy ass and believing Scientology. Oh, fucking moron. Yeah, this is how much I care about what a. a uh, a celebrity does other than make movies is I didn't know he cared about Scientology or any of that. He's, shit. he's their biggest like celebrity. They love him. I don't give a shit, but I don't care about that movie. The movie I want to see comes out this Friday. I want to go see Jurassic world. Yes. It's gonna be great. Like, we should go see it Saturday night after dinner. Do you think we can get tickets for it? Uh, bet. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> We'll see. Uh, oh, we also, if you come to Conroe and hear Katie's voice, it's because she now has a... James bought me a megaphone. She has a megaphone <laughs> for, uh, for Conroe. His words to me were, I looked at him and said, babe, I don't need a megaphone. Everyone needs a megaphone. He goes, everyone needs a megaphone, Katie. Look at this one. So we actually found a bright green one on Amazon for the same price, and yep. we bought it. And it has a recordable feature on it. So I'm going to record something along the lines of the registers on both sides of the table are open. Please move your way around to the next open register. And I'm just going to hit that button repeatedly since I'm on the front register. You realize the moment you hit it and it still says it, people will still stare like, what do we do? They are. It's okay, though, because then I won't have to say it 50 million times. Uh, So this was a one on one on one episode, but uh, there was a topic we wanted to discuss. And then we were like, well, if we're going to bring them on for that topic, we might as well. Day 45 showing has only has like four seats sold. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, we also thought, well, let's go ahead and bring him on for shits and giggles. Because it's been a while since we had him on. And yeah. he is one of our favorite people. Well, someday. Don't you even lie. You know he's one of your favorites. You know what? He didn't get me a moose chasing a bear Whatever. down. That video was so much better. Whatever. He didn't get eaten by a bear. He also didn't get eaten by a bear. He what is, the fuck is he doing? I take it back. Turn your camera favorite. on, Max. I take back my favorite person thing. But here is <laughs> Max Hicks. How's it going? Pretty good. Uh, hey, are you coming this weekend, Max? 
Uh, no, Loser. I can't give you an exact day um, uh, or an exact time frame, but I will say I'm less than a month away from baby. Oh, that's oh. right. You're pregnant? I that's am. crazy. Brunch time. That's right. I'm, yeah, I'm a seahorse. Dude, look at the quality so. of his camera. Yeah, lots well, of expensive camera. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's also lighting and, you know. Um, lighting changes everything. Yeah. Change. Oh, wait, the, you know, he's in here. Our screen's all messed up there. Now people can see us again. Okay. Oh, right. yeah. So I um, get a little bit of my light. Got my Cayman back there. Um, and then, of course, got all the reptiles. Oh, and um, a lot of it's on timer, but I think you can see something. Uh, oh, no, I, I unplugged my Alexa. Um, but uh, I'm making as much of this Alexa controlled as possible. So Alexa, spray my geckos. Alexa, um, you know, turn off the reptile lights. Um, so it's, it's going to be just because if you have a, a sprayer on a timer, you're going to get some that's too dry and then some that's just soaked. And so I, I think I want to make it Alexa controlled. Yeah. But the problem is, yeah, remember like when you're explaining to people and you're in the same room, you gotta be careful that you don't explain it and then it just does it. Yeah. 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 And, and that's why it's unplugged. Cause I was like, ah, I'm probably going to talk about it. I also paid five bucks to get Samuel L. Jackson, the version who cusses. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I, I, like, have, I have that too in yeah. on mine. It's I awesome. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. you can say so, Samuel. Samuel, what's your favorite word? Motherfucker, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Samuel, how do you feel about snakes? As long as there's no motherfucking snakes in the motherfucking plane. Yep. Yeah. So it's, that's uh, hilarious. Yeah, but oh. uh, but yeah, it's a thing. You you gotta wait, bud. Go. So, <laughs> so uh, it, it's right by the back door, and he's like, "Yeah, it's about time I to go love out." Love this dude's post. How are you going to have a baby? I already hear tons of kids screaming in the background. I got right. one kid. I can't do So are we going to yeah. just start with your questions that no. you posted and work our way through each well, one? Well, well, yeah, but I was going to go ahead and just jump, jump to the one. What we have Max on for. Oh, okay. And then you can stay right. around, but I still want to go ahead and, and discuss okay, that no, one. That's totally fine. Uh, so I originally posted that tonight's show was just the three of us and uh, asked folks for their ideas for topics tonight. And we got a lot of suggestions. Talk uh, about it. One was from this loser that said you should talk about what positive role models and what loving and supportive influences your dads have been in your lives. Uh, if I had a good example hey, of that, I hey, would. I'm hey, just... hey, that example is coming and cooking for me that next month. That so you be nice. Speaking of cooking and dads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was from, from my dad. I, I told him he could stay as long as he wanted, as long as he cooked while he was here. <laughs> uh, this is going to be one nice thing I say about my dad. My dad is very supportive, even if he will call me stupid when I am being stupid. So Even if he doesn't agree with you, that is true. supports you, and it's beautiful. That is true. That uh, That goes back to like when I got suspended for dyeing my hair green. Yep. He thought I was stupid for doing it, but he supported my right to be able to do it. I still had to dye it back another color. Anyways, <laughs> uh, but Max posted, he said, the snake killer. And as soon as he posted that, we know exactly what he was talking about. I'm glad you did because I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about. We I feel did. like uh, I missed it. And then when I saw uh, Robert's response, I was like, oh, I know what he's talking about. Yeah, Sean fucked. I don't know his last name. It's F-E-U-C-H-T. I'm calling him fucked. fucked. That, that, it, it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, Max, do you want to go ahead and explain what happened since you posted it? And that's kind of where I first saw it this weekend. And then I so, saw it fucking everywhere. Um, I don't know if you guys pull up screenshots, but I, I do have this on here. Basically, the uh, – oh, uh, on manual exposure. So basically, uh, this dude was at a, uh outdoor worship festival. Uh, so a bull snake was like, you know what? Biblical, I'm going to kill a non-venomous snake. In Colorado. Uh, in Colorado. So from Is that illegal? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it, it's illegal. And then, you know, naturally it made its way around the internet, you know, because, and then he went full Streisand effect. He turned off the comments uh, and then he replied saying, the only thing I regret is not making boots or a belt out of it. 
And so he like he doubled down on his arrogance. So it's very multifaceted, but I took the perspective, you know, like as, as myself, definitely not a perfect Christian, but I do believe in God. And I was like, doing better this than isn't, me. Yeah, Stop I was like, it. this is not bringing anyone totally close to God. And so it's, you know, it, it, he's basically just displaying everything that he's trying to preach against, you know, arrogance, pride, you know. And, and so, you know, a, a true Christian should be about, you know, showing grace to the least of thee, i.e. an animal without arms or legs. And instead right. they stomp on its head. Well, so, I, I always get, it drives me nuts when someone kills a snake and posts a picture and the first thing you get is, some reference to the serpent in the in the Bible, and that's where this this one referenced. So I went straight to it, is what he did. So, well, my my favorite thing, my favorite part that really set me off is that oh no, Max froze after he. Uh, it's a great shot, though. You know, people a lot of people went on and commented, which he ended up shutting off comments on the original photo. The one where he said he killed it has since been deleted. Because he found out that it's illegal to kill bull snakes in Colorado. Yeah, so all we start saying someone else. So then he started saying someone someone else else. killed it. He said to all the snake lover trolls out there, feeding, flooding my feed today. Please read my condolences. I only have one regret regarding the deceased aggressive creature, and it is this: I just wish I had made a guitar strap or boots out of its skin with a bunch of laughing faces. Also, when you care more about snakes or dolphins or whales, etc., than you do about babies in the womb, you've lost all the moral high ground. And I didn't say so, it, but thank for the person who did. I God mean, me, that, that's a huge leap. Dude, I think, that, he, I think well, he probably that's a huge straw man. That's a straw man out like. Oh, yeah. Like his tactics doubling down being wrong and, you know. No, oh, Max's internet. Yeah. Is it, is the church it, or is he in politics? Right. He talks like a politician. Oh, yeah. So I called him a Pharisee online. I was like, like, and I went to other posts. I was like, you're a Pharisee. You're a Pharisee. You know, because it's like rather than like saying, hey, what I did was wrong, shouldn't have done that. I've learned, I've grown. He dug down just to try and save his image because he cares about selling his books on Amazon. He cares about selling his tickets for speaking or singing or whatever. So it's he, he doubled down just trying to save his own ass. He went, didn't care about like actually being godly. I went ahead and so. fixed the picture and the meme and made it two dogs that he had killed. That way people will actually give a shit. Because no one gives a shit if it has scales. But if you show them killing a dog or a cat, oh my god, people would lose their shit over it. Yeah, so... I just love how um, I said the bull snake was chasing him. Yeah, yeah, it's, I've never heard that one before. I mean, I, I'm plugged into the churches here. And, you know, I when I was in a punk band in 2016, I, I went on tour and it was very DIY. So I got plugged into a lot of the venues. And so promoters in different states i've already been talking to them and you know he, he like if he tries a book at certain venues he's not gonna be allowed you know apparently this guy has been very controversial for years he he'll just do these pop-up events in like downtown nashville where he'll have nine or ten thousand people show up no permits no anything and he says god led me here so i don't care about your stupid permits and he'll just have people clog downtown while he sets up and sings and does the his- guy who sells solar it doesn't work like that. Right. <laughs> you need right. Uh, what a fucktard. So, yeah, that was that was all over. And it was funny. I, so, I saw it on yours first, Max, and then it was on everyone's uh, Facebook feed over the weekend. Um, it, that's one of those situations where a post did not go the way someone planned it to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, but, yeah, uh, his original post said, prophetic for what's about to happen over Colorado. This snake is six feet long. Uh, yeah, I guess it, it, it looks like he's right by it. 
um, kept chasing people around during sound check. Wasn't even during the event. There's plenty of people like away. Uh, we had to ch- take care of business, crushing the serpent under our feet. So it's like, not only are you killing it, but you're doing it in the most inhumane way possible. Yep. Like it's a it's a cold blooded animal. It's gonna take a while to you know. I'm just the well, first off, what's about to happen over Colorado? I apparently missed something. But uh, that jump to abortion, I was like, damn, that's hurt yourself making that leap. That's a you know strain something. Uh, but that's but again, that's an argument that also fits the narrative of a lot of things we talk about, where people only live in extremes. You're you're not allowed to care about two different things. You can only care about one thing, whatever that one I thing is. I care about snakes and babies. <laughs> I got proof. <laughs> so well, the naked babies. You haven't gotten to the baby part yet. Just give it time. Do you not hear the hot dog? Say, do, you not hear, <laughs> do you not hear all the babies? Hot dog, hot dog. Like Disney's coming for this episode. You know. Hey. Uh, so <laughs> since you're having a baby, are you going to get rid of all your reptiles? <laughs> I got the question oh, five million God. times before we had our kids. Actually, no. I'm gonna get a <clears throat> Lone Star Reptile Rack and a Focus Cube Habitat. And a, who else sponsors y'all shit? You're gonna get it all at a Herp Show. There you go. Pick it all up. Well, yeah, all out of. He's gonna which, order a snake um, from Wiregrass Exotics. That's yeah. true. Yeah, and, uh, and of course, I'm not gonna be at June Conroe. So I'm like, I, it's like not not going to West Africa in June. Not going to June Conroe. It's like I picked the perfect time to consummate. June is a great month to have a baby, though. I'm just saying. We get it. Your birthday's in June. June babies are the best. What, what day? June 12th. Sunday. Okay. Okay. Sunday. Yeah, it won't won't be the same, but you're good. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm looking at some of the other things. Oh, another thing that got mentioned besides the snake killer. Uh, we'll have Max around to comment on some of these things, but this one's from from Megan. Uh, she poked fun, but I but I thought about this one, and I have a comeback for it. So she said, I'm interested to know the reasons why James thinks that ball pythons are so boring, but Kenyan sambos are absolutely riveting uh, because a ball python is a rock, and a sambo is basically a rock that lives in the sand. I've got to go. Oh, and then also, hold I on. I say you got to read the comments. I'll read the comments. Uh, Dan, uh, Danielle, I always forget if it's Daniel. Dan- I think it's Danielle. Uh, he says, at least I can see my ball pythons, not to mention the fact that he thinks rubber boas are superior to rat snakes because they fucking are. But anyways, uh, and then a long stream of... Nathan thinks perhaps it's a developmental issue. Um, but then he also said, uh, anyways, anyways, here's, here's my argument. All right. So for the ball python thing, I have several issues with ball pythons. And I've mentioned before, my biggest issue with ball pythons are ball python people. Uh, just as a whole. Now, don't get me wrong. There are certain individual ball python people that I love. We're going to see one Thursday. I love Corey Martin. She's an amazing person. But as a whole in the hobby... I can't stand ball python people. Second, I'll compare ball pythons to samboas. Samboas have done really well for a long time. People loving their base color, the base pattern, the base color. I had them on my table this weekend. People always walk by talking about how amazing they are. The you, simplicity of them. You don't They'll get that. In your beard. What? They'll grow in your beard. Well, if, <laughs> I, if I could grow one, but they, they might grow in Burrow and Robert. <laughs> Uh, but with a ball python, that is not where we're at with ball pythons. Don't get me wrong. There are definitely morphs in Samboas, and they're cool. But they're, they're not nearly like – when it comes to ball pythons, Donald's like, oh, my God, I can't wait to get that normal ball python. Do they even sell normal ball pythons anymore? We talked about well, this one with, like, with normal corn Yeah, Sean bought a bunch of them this weekend. Well, they, they are visually always normals now. 
Uh, but, but, but there's no normal, just dinkers. The dink, dinker. I, I mean, it's like I corn see a dinker snakes this too. Well, we'll get to that in a second. So with ball pythons, um, you'll see a lot of normals for sale, but they tend to not be normals. They tend to be het something, but a lot of folks don't sell uh, sell the hets. They'll sell them as normals. Um, I know like JT got some this weekend also, um, but they tend to not be. Like if you were to buy a, a normal ball python from Petco, like Victor says, yep, in Petco, that normal ball python in Petco is most likely het something. Now, you have no idea what that something is, and to find out what it would be would be a pain in the ass, but it's most likely had something because it's much easier for someone selling $5,000 snakes to not have to sell a $5,000 snake and a $25 snake. <coughs> so instead, they can sell off all the $25 snakes wholesale and then sell only the $5,000 snakes and not have to feed the $20, $25 snakes. So my problem with ball pythons, again, uh, no one's out there clamoring for the wild caught. Now, don't get me wrong. Someone's going to go, well, I love wild caughts. Fuck you. You're one person out of a trillion. Samboas are better there. Now, when it comes to rat snakes, I will agree. Rat snakes have lots of different because you can talk about red rat snakes, so corn snakes. Uh, talk about you know Texas rats, the ones that want to kill you. Uh, any of the other ones that fall into that group. There's tons of different colors and patterns, even natural colors and patterns. And that's great. But if I feed my rubber boas or my sand boas or any of my other boas one time, they're going to shit one time. If I feed my corn do, snake one time, do they not? Shit it's gonna one? shit five times. So it's like our kid's dog. Yeah, that fucking dog. I don't know how it shits that much. It's just like that though. They're gonna shit so much. So yes, in that in that fact, yes, they are superior. Plus, like there's a, a rubber bow that lived to be like seventy years old. It's fucking amazing. That's ins- so. You're telling me the rubber bows that you have can outlive us? They can. What the fuck, man? They are, they're, we they're very slow growing. This before you got them. We just bought a tortoise. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, but no, no, we just bought a tortoise. Oh uh, yeah, they're gonna outlive me. Yeah, I mean, Jeez. I just want to go to Fort Pierce, Florida, and find these amazing red-headed agamas just running around. Fuck, that'd be cool. Yeah. So, so yes, I do think sand boas and rubber boas are are better. I do. I just think they're better. All right, so I scrolled all the way down to the bottom for the comments, and I'm going to work my way up. So, obviously, Sean Gray wanted us to talk about Herps and the Conroe Show, which we talk about. Which we have. And like I said, we will be recording there. Come by, see us, say hi. I don't know who we're going to pick to record yet, but if we can get three or four episodes, that means we can take a week off. So, And plus, people say they like those episodes, and I like but We definitely need to take a week off in July while your parents are here. That is true. Uh, Brandon Pease, I think is how you say his name, wants to know our votes on the Superior Morel... Morel, Morelia. Thank you. Well, I googled it because I didn't know what all the types were. Well, that was a uh, a conversation for a while, like the Herb Culture podcast, and and I helped settle that at one point. It's one hundred percent Brettles pythons. Oh, see, I don't know anything about the snake. I'm judging it just on the looks. Well, it's carpet pythons. So carpet. Well, I googled Morelia snake, and I got that's going to give you a weird carpet pythons, response. green tree pythons, Morelia breadlie. Yeah. And yeah, exactly the things that I just said. Bowl and I. Mm. And uh, I don't know what that. The, what's the one with the A? That's amethystine. It's a scrub yeah. python. A scrub python. So okay. again, the answer so, is based on this. The bowl and I, I think, is the prettiest. Okay, see, but that's not the question. The question is that superior. Not, so you have to take a lot into consideration. First, you have to take in. I just have to take in what it looks like. Nope, you're lying. Size. I would ask Ari Flagel. Well, we talked to him last week. <laughs> uh, yeah. You got to talk about size. Uh, ease of getting. Uh, none of us right now could Why afford a Why does that make it superior? Can like, you Wilson has one for 10000 It doesn't exactly. matter how easily, see, and in my opinion, Look, the less likely it is for you to get it, the more superior it is because you're one of a few. 
Loop it into your solar loan. Oh. What the- <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what is that no, noise that, that buzz from? noise is coming from Max. I, I was like, what the fuck did my board do? So I'm either going Bolanai oh. or Green Tree Python. Okay, you're wrong, because I can tell you why you're wrong. So Bolans. <laughs> Bolans are a larger snake. Uh, that sounds awesome we, to me. Can you shut up and listen? No. Okay, you know what? There we go. I, I, I've got to ch- chime in on the Bolans Python. Uh, if you read on the about the island, there's two tribes there. And they both are equally disgusting. Um, maybe not equal. I don't know. One tribe says in order for a boy to come become a man, he needs to ingest semen. The other tribe thinks that's completely disgusting and thinks it needs to go in his anus instead. It is a very... Max, you're about to get muted. <laughs> <laughs> your, your story went in a way, way wrong direction. So, Bullets Python, it is a very dangerous island to get on. Anyways, so the Bullets Python <laughs> is not more superior. It's, it's not as easy to take care of. It's not as uh, easy to get. Size is larger. It's not as easy to breed. All these issues that make it less superior as far as a pet. Less superior f- according to you. No, as as a pet, it's not a great superior. Uh, amethystines, these are scrub pythons. Those things will eat your face. The question and they didn't get very say large. as a pet. You haven't been in there since the conversation. That conversation started years ago. Okay, well, well then, he should, then he should have better but I know I'm, I'm, I'm explaining the question to you. Anyways. Uh, You're so wrong. The reason it is brettles is because they are pretty much bulletproof. Uh, you can freeze them. And they don't die. Uh, they can go very cold. They can go very hot. They're great. They're an average size snake. Talking about six, seven foot. They are red. So they're not a plain black, brown, beige color. They're a bright red color. And they're fairly friendly. I mean, mine would be if I held it more often. But I I don't. And she doesn't like me right now. But we will fix that. So it is the Brettles Python. That, that, that was settled on several podcasts. Not just this one. So if we're only talking about durability and ease to get, I can argue that the same applies to a cockroach. They're easy to get, and they're durable. That is true, but we were talking about snakes, not cockroaches. So I'm, I'm saying if you're comparing points. That's fine. And if I was saying, hey, which insect would be the best? It's still not cockroach. <laughs> not best, most superior. Yeah. The cockroach is going to outlive them all. Therefore, it is the most superior. Unless it's a no, centipede's going to win. Now, centipede will eat cockroach. That's true, <laughs> but centipede is—I well, guess technically it's an ins, It's not. It's a. It's an arthropod, but it's not an insect. Anyways, I don't know. Uh, Daniel said the effects of. She wanted to know about talk about the effects of power feeding overfeeding. Uh, I've taken in two adults in the last few months, and I have been overfed. One is an easy fix, but one has severe health issues as a result. Is morbidly obese and is eating four to eight times what she should have been eating. The adult bull snakes do not need two jumbo rats every single week. Jesus. <laughs> Fuck. That is, I don't even you are, know you are correct. how this works, but I know that is wrong. You are correct. That is That would be like me eating a giant cheeseburger for every meal and snack during the day. Good Lord. Uh, I feel like having a huge animal is all the rage these days, both in mammals and reptiles, and I'm sick of people overfeeding their animals. And I also feel like a lot of people say... Well, it's bad, but don't really take the time to say why it's bad and what can actually happen to the animal if improperly fed. We've talked about it several times. Uh, when it comes to overfeeding reptiles, especially snakes, they don't put fat on the same way we do as mammals. So, like, we put fat on, we get a big fat stomach, you get some cellulite in your arms, your legs, but you can work that stuff off. And in, in theory, that fat is not affecting your organs. Now, you will get some fat in your organs. That's completely different, but it's not the same way. 
Whereas the snake, when they build up fat, they build the fat up underneath the muscle, and that's in the space where the organs are located. And it, it really does a damage to the organs, to the liver and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, overfeeding is a horrible issue. Um, now, I'll say one thing. So feeding is always a big topic. One breeder I know, a friend of mine, sold a snake on Morph Market, right? So the person contacted him, wanted the snake, saw the picture on Morph Market, asked whatever questions they needed to ask, and he sent the snake to them. It was a ball python. They get the ball python, and they're upset because it's not as big as they think it should be for the age it is. But my friend doesn't feed heavy over the winter. He also maintenance feeds. I mean, it's, it's not a pet. He's also... Doesn't feed on a regular schedule, which I don't either. I kind of space it out randomly the same way it would happen in the wild. Yep. And so this animal is healthy. It is just smaller than what people are used to a ball python being at that age because we live in a hobby where you get it as big as fast as you can so you can breed it. So they, as soon as they, they got it, they contacted him and wanted to return it. And they did. They re- He let them mail it back and return it for for their money. But my he's nicer than me. I would have said then I guess you better sell it to somebody and make your money back. Um, because that's not, to me, that's not a reason to return it. You you should have asked when buying it, if you are so upset about the size, how much does it weigh? How often does it eat? And all the things you wanted to know. And he would have told you, and then you would have known that answer. But I mean, because when you're upset about that, you're just willing to go ahead and pack up a snake and ship it right back. Now that snake has to go to, through two shipping cycles. Yeah, you know it's unnecessary stress on the animal. Yeah, so that that, that tells you right there that that animal was not uh, a pet, which is fine. You got breeding plans, whatever, but it wasn't even seen really as an animal to me. That is seen purely as money, and this money right now is not going to make more money in two months. Which is, they definitely wanted a male snake that they could breed this year. And yeah, well, you got to keep in mind you got to quarantine that animal too. Well, they're not going to do that. People, that's yeah. crazy. What are you talking about? Yeah, quarantine. COVID taught us nobody quarantines. So overfeeding and power feeding, I agree. Power feeding is bad. You see it a lot with, uh, I remember early on seeing it a lot with like boas. You see people post boas on like the old king snake forums and they were just fucking massive. Just normal Colombians that were eight, nine, 10 foot and just huge around because there are certain snakes that you can power feed because they will eat no problem. You know, I'm sure if you wanted to get a king snake big fast, you could do it because a king snake would pretty much eat every time you put food in front of it. So, yes, power feeding is bad. Don't power feed. I'm always worried I'm not. Like, I, I always worry, like, I'm not feeding enough. Because when I feed on, like, a true schedule, like my leopard gecko, she doesn't eat as often. So, I have to adjust her schedule and feed her less frequently. Like, she doesn't need food every single day. She, no. She doesn't. As a baby, as a baby, it's definitely more needed than... Oh, yeah. I mean, she's two years old now. But you're talking about an adult animal who who is known for fat storage. Like, yeah. leopard geckos, they store fat long term. Yeah. I mean, you can see it in that tail. And she's not unhealthy by any means. They'll store she's, fat and they'll store calcium. Yeah. yeah. She's she's not... It's... I don't know. It's crazy. Victor said kings and milks are notorious for overeating if allowed. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. look, I, oh, I God, guarantee my yeah. speckled king, I could put a pile of mice in there a day and it would keep eating them until he died. Yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> that fucker would eat nonstop. Uh, the black king probably would do it. I mean, your Little black king would probably do it. Garbage disposals. Um, well, and so, and then there's also the fear of underfeeding. Who was it that had that leopard gecko that you showed me that I don't know how it was still alive? That was um, Cody and Fun Conaway. They had uh, rehabbed it. That thing, I mean, it's the thinnest I've ever seen a living 
Gecko. Yeah, I, I can't believe that Gecko was alive. If I came in on that, I would have thought that had been dead in a corner somewhere for a while and it desiccated, dried up. Because, I mean, it, it was literally as thick as the backbone. And now it's fat and happy and yeah. healthy. And Yeah, they yeah. nursed it back it to health. shows how tough they are. But now, I, mean, I found a, a rough earth snake a couple of years ago that had obviously been hit by a weed eater. It was... The cut through its body was 75% through, completely oh. healed over. Snake Jeez. was cruising around. I, I, it's, it's amazing how, and that's part of the problem in the hobby is you can uh, basically mistreat them for a long time yeah. and they won't tell you until they die. Oh, so we talked about that. That's the problem with a lot of our reptiles is they are just by nature, notoriously very hardy animals. Um, for well, have you part. ever found an indigo in the wild? No. Like a wild indigo is always beat, beat up. up. Like it. Yeah, they, they're like the prey they take on is, you know, it just, it always fights back. But I mean, indigos are, but if you want to talk about a snake you need to feed a lot, indigos are very, yeah. you know, they need a varied diet. Yeah. And I don't like, I don't like feeding birds. I really don't. Uh, cleanup sucks. <laughs> That's one reason I've always been like, man, I'd like to do an Eastern indigo, but any of the shits, drama just shit so much. They eat a lot, they <laughs> shit a lot. They're, yeah, they need a lot of room. Yeah, that that is that is one where yeah, you may need to feed it twice a week, depending on what you're feeding it. You may need to feed it twice a week. Plus, a lot of like the dry mark on you can feed them. You know, we've talked about before. You can feed them frogs, frog legs, fish fillets, drumsticks. Like you can feed them fucking anything. But yeah, feeding is a is 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 an ongoing thing in this in this hobby. I mean, it's it's well, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's not like when you're feeding your kid and they can tell you they're still hungry or tell you they don't want something. Mm-hmm. These animals don't talk back to us. And so we want to make sure that we're doing a good job and we want to make sure that we're doing the best we can to keep them as healthy as possible. It also stems from the anthropomorphizing that we do of, of reptiles. Oh, yeah. Uh, with with a dog, right? You can cuddle with it. You can roughhouse with it like i do you can play fetch there's so many things you can do with your dog and then you can also feed it but with your snake the only real time you get experience other than just holding it and it's moving around that's great the only time you really get interaction with a lot of our reptiles is feeding you know if someone has a tortoise going out there and feeding it if they have a lizard feeding it on tongs and these are the times they get to have their one-on-one time and some people want to have that one-on-one time every day all the time and they're just not an animal that's made for that. So I'm always like, like if you're wanting a, an animal that you can spend time with, a reptile is probably not it for you. Now, we've said they are very hardy and they can live through pretty much anything. And so they will deal with with you being way too attached to it. But but it's, They'll deal with you being the helicopter parent. Yeah, but it's probably not <laughs> like it's not the best thing for you. If you want something that's going to play with you, get a dog, a snake, a lizard, a bearded dragon. What? It's not a dog. And so that's have a, you uh, have y'all been on the page about scale mummies? I've seen and that different stuff. They do. <laughs> no. It gets crazy. It I is. Have to join uh, that group. Yeah, no, it, like the things people do. Ninety um, percent of it's people just dressing up bearded dragons, which mm. you know, <laughs> gotta put those wings on them. I can't even put freaking Christmas decorations on my tank for my bearded dragon in my classroom because she gets so hostile. Yeah, well, see, and my dad, he tagged me the other day. It's basically, it was this tortoise and this dog, like, growling at it, and the tortoise, like, moving towards, and the dog snaps at the tortoise. I was like, Dad, don't freaking tag me in that. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be so, associated with this. So, Max, right. Chris Eaton told, oh, the, the, I'm still here. Oh, uh, his battery, battery whatever is camera it is eating, his battery is exhausted. Uh, <laughs> Chris Eaton asked you, Max, he said, shut up about all the snake talk and wants to know what camera you're using to stream. 
and then your uh, camera died. And then your camera battery <laughs> exhausted, and he's like, "Oh my god, what's happening?" Right now, it is uh so it's an A7R3. Um, so it's got the 4K. There we go. Um, so yeah. So now are you plugged R- in? Uh, well, no, it's I'm just Chris, okay. It's battery. a piece of shit. Got it. <laughs> Yeah, no, so it's an A7R3. Um, I obviously want the A1, but uh, it's it's at least on either A1 or the A7S3, but it's money. Those are letters um, and numbers. So basically, mine shoots 4K, but only up to 30 frames a second. Those shoot 4K, I think 60, but one's really, really good in low light. The other is really good in low light, um, And but the, that one shoots 8K. And then it can export raw. So basically, like when you edit a photo in raw, that's all the awesome. different things you can do um, color-wise without destroying the image. You can do it a video. So I want to be able to export raw and have 8K. Not because I need to film in 8K. I was going to say, do you do the video in raw also? Uh, well, you can with the eight, uh, with either of those two cameras. That's I don't. Awesome. In fact, I have 10 bit or 8 bit color, and those both have 10 bit color out the gate. It just gives you more liberty to color grade without destroying your image. Right. And I do, and I do a lot of commissions, a lot of weddings. Um, so it, it, it video centric, like photo centric. This is this is perfect. This this is great. You know, um, I can. I justify I justify more for a video purpose on wanting to upgrade. But if you shoot an 8K and you need to punch in without losing quality. You know, yeah. Um, I can't yeah. imagine. Like, I know how much space raw imagery takes up just for <laughs> photography. Like, my my mind cannot comprehend how much space raw imagery would take up for a video. Like, that's insane to be able ten to ten terabytes that. right here. Damn. This is one of many. Yeah, yeah. and th- and that's uh, not even my I, solid state drives. I remember in about two thousand four. <laughs> year I graduated. I high bought. <laughs> I bought a. 128k thumb drive for a hundred dollars. Yeah, uh-huh. I, in 2003, I bought something like that. I had to buy it because I had to have it for campus on campus. Yep. We're taking I had to have it for files, well, yeah, files back and forth. When I started with the police department, we didn't have a server. We kept everything on three and a half inch hard drives. So yep. you would write her up, and we would just have stacks of them. And one day, I was in Best Buy, and this guy was like, "Tell him, look at this." Thumb and I'm like, "Cool." And I get, I get to the police station. We didn't have anything with a fucking USB port. <laughs> <laughs> so back then they had a 3.5 inch to USB converter. So I bought one and that's what I used. And everybody was just amazed by these that I could store everything on that. And I'm like, yeah, look how many pictures it holds. Yeah. I think the, now you can buy terabytes. Yeah. And terabytes the external hard drive here, I think is a terabyte. That one yeah. is a one terabyte. Which yeah. fucking blew my mind. And I'm like, yeah. cause I think back to when I bought that, that I always, oh, do I need to keep this file? No, I can get rid of this one so I can fit the next file on here. Yep. And now yeah. I'm like, I, only, I got this. I, I only have two and a half get, uh, ter- or two and a half terabytes of solid state drive. The rest is hard drive, just because it's like projects I'm actively working on, you know, and then projects that are kind of on the back burner. So, awesome. um, it, it's it's definitely keeping me busy. Um, but it's you know it, it, it's definitely a toss up because I also love traveling. I, I love going somewhere, and then I love spoiling my kids. I bought them Harry Potter vans. Um, uh, in fact, that's something I need to show y'all. Uh, Harry Potter vans for my middle child. And so going, you know, going to a location and filming, photographing bears costs X amount of dollars. And so it's like looking at the camera, you know, how many trips could I pay for, for that camera? So the opportunity costs there, it gets really tough, but, uh, 
I, I think I just, uh, I, I need, I'm building up my credit. Uh, that's one of my New Year's resolutions is really build up my credit. That way I can kind of relieve myself of that cost. Credit's your new buying power and everything's going up and everything sucks right now. But, uh, <laughs> but Tell me about I think it. that's, I think that's my ticket to a new camera is having better credit. And that's kind of how I'm going to reward myself. Um, this I bought cash, which was uh, last year. That's a big and, you know, Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that, that was an insurance policy. Keeps me away from the bears. <laughs> so that's why I didn't get eaten. <laughs> Damn it, I wish you just would. Just this computer that. has a 500 gigabyte hard drive. Just just cheap laptop. It's a crazy. $600 laptop. That's yeah. And, and so it's, you know, and, and you walk into pawn shops and different things like that. And it's like, a hun- you know, you get a. Five hundred gigabyte, one hundred thirty nine dollars, and it's like, geez, you know, the, the cost of memory is going down, which is good. But now, cost of copper and everything's going up, plus shipping delays, and it's just. Chris Eaton asked, uh, uh, "What do you think you're going on so far? You just take pics at Herp shows, that's true. And then if you wouldn't have that, he would have gotten eaten by the bear, and it would have been such a better trip to Alaska. Whatever, so whatever. It, if I was, you know, if like if time was freed up and I was a little more liquid, uh, that bear would have made you a little YouTube more channel, liquid. <laughs> so I've seen bear poop. I photoed it. I just never put it in the video. That totally um, should have gone in the video. It should have been a thumbnail. Well, well see, because I, it's like I was walking around. I would see salmon berries. I would see blueberries, and then I would see like all the salmon. It's like for a while I was like, this is all I'm gonna eat, you know. And then I saw bear poop, and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll eat some bread. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but you know, when when your friends, you know, like one of your friends is Mike Clarkson. And he's like, oh, yeah, I went to Uganda. Oh, I went to Costa Rica. Like, I, I say a lot of four-letter words every time I see any of his photos. Like, damn. Like, it's just, so Nathan's um, asking how much that lens cost. Uh, that This one was about two grand. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Nathan yeah. totally said 800 after. Nathan, you, you, you're, you're a little, a little shy. off, babe. Yeah, no, so the lens I'm recording on, it's it's a uh, 24 to 72.8, which is good because you can zoom but still get the nice shallow depth of field. So, yeah. you know, if I – focus in you get that nice blurry background um that way you can't see all the hard water spots on my gecko enclosures that's one of my favorite uh, lenses to use at camp yeah so that, the, the that, 24 to 70 yeah. because normally when you zoom in you you lose some stops of light which is bad in low light and you don't get that nice background separation and you know people say oh well my phone can do that uh like sean gray shut up sean and <laughs> but but it's digital, so and and as soon as like somebody mentions it, it's it's completely obvious because real bokeh, it like I'll, I'll use my arm as an example. So it uh, let me get it right there. I say it'll focus on your so, hand. Yeah, so it's gonna fade into focus and then fade out of focus. With digital, it just either you know here's what's in focus and everything else is blurry and it's completely artificial, so it, it looks bad. Once you see it, you're like, that does look bad. But speaking of phones, so, I will say I am amazed at what phones can fucking do now. It's like, I take all my pictures. I'm not saying, look, I'm not comparing a phone to your camera because definitely your camera can do far more. But in the realm of the normal person, even the normal reptile person, like someone selling snake. This is why I'm always amazed when you get on Morph Market and someone has a shitty fucking picture of their snake for sale. I'm like, not amazed. This is his soapbox that he will get on for a good three days how after How hard he is sees it to take a good picture nowadays? Soapbox. I mean, it's it, it's all about presentation because if, if you can't if you can't present a photo well, how are you going to present anything else well? You know. Well, that's what they like. So, and then you chose that picture to be the picture of that animal you wanted other people to see. Yep. And it looks like dog. Well, then shit. you have people on the other end of the spectrum that 
use every freaking filter they can find. Yeah, and you have no uh-huh. idea what it looks like. Yeah. Crank the saturation. Yeah. Look how red this so, animal is, and you get Christine and I just recently oh. had a talk about somebody doing that with their photos. Oh like, yeah, I, I stole Chris's phone. I told him whenever um you meet this person. Sorry, I stole Chris. This, so this person in person, you're gonna be disappointed. Oh yeah. <laughs> so real quick, Chris, in my defense, the back at the time, the now it holds my business cards, but at the time, our the back of our phone looked the same. I sat down, I did the thing. And then Sean goes, hey, can you go do a welfare check on somebody? And I was like, I'm going to walk in on a body. So I wasn't <laughs> thinking. And so I, I grabbed his phone, stuffed it in my pocket. Do you remember that? Back. I don't think that's the first time last Max, June Connor, that's was, not the first time Max has, has left his phone at that show, I think. I think it's happened before. Um, maybe, that, maybe that is the time I'm thinking of. Yeah, I remember yeah. when that happened now. I think Max just forgets his phone places. Well, no, I, I stole Chris's. Yeah, bit. he thought he was taking his phone, right. and it wasn't his phone. It was Chris's Nathan phone. says he hates people. Well, no, I, no so I had me too. Dude. Yeah, I, so I had both. Everybody um, I know has and, COVID right now. I swear. Don't go to Conroe. Oh, I'm going. Yeah, go to. Conroe. I'm cough on everybody. So, uh, one thing I will say, as far as phone goes, my phone's waterproof, so I don't stick my Sony underwater. But I did get this picture of a jellyfish. Well, that's, that's cool. cool. And, and that's just from sticking my phone underwater and filming, and then taking a screenshot. That's cool. So. You know, uh, well, GoPro can definitely do better, and I would like to buy a GoPro. I don't necessarily have to for certain shots. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Max left his phone at, at at Lana's table at Conroe as well. We had a lot of lost uh, phones this weekend. He left his mine once, but that's only because he was charging it. <laughs> so it's not, it's yeah, not no, the same without you there this weekend, man. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you won't have anything behind your table. You'll be able to move around. You'll have extra. <laughs> no, we're, extra we're recording podcasts. We'll shit there. Yeah. yeah, we're on the front wall, so it's gonna be pretty tight. Question. Yep. So this one, uh, I'm gonna let Robert answer. But the question uh, from K- Anal Side Exotics. Is that our dog? Yeah, it's our dogs. Uh, said I have a question about AS- AFS. With AF. You mean read it? I mean, let me Go read ahead. Because you're like. Because it's canal side exotics. It's anal side exotics. No. And they said, I have a question about ASS. Do they really smell less than regular rats mice? Yes, 100%. Uh, I don't know about rats, but they definitely don't smell like mice. Now, mice this, are horrible. Is this yeah. they smell when they're alive or the smell after they get their passed? Urine. Or their both? Urine. It's the urine and stuff. That so is, when they pass through a snake, do they still smell just as smells bad? Smells like shit. Smells like snake shit. Well, I didn't know <laughs> if it changed the way uh, their no, shit that shit smells. I mean, no, I've never like... Yeah. <laughs> That's ASF shit. Yep, that's that's the shit from an ASF going through a snake. Look, I don't feed my snakes. I have somebody who loves me very much, and he does that for me. I think he just doesn't want the snake to starve. That's pretty much it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, mice mice smell horrible. Like, that's, ugh, mice are horrible. Especially, like, if if you've ever had to temporarily throw them in a 10-gallon to transport them, and you give them, like, a water dish because you're waiting on a cage or whatever to come in, and... If you don't have the hanging bottle and you put the dish in there, they throw all their bedding in the dish, and then the water smells terrible. Personal ah. experience so. there. Yeah, yeah. It's- <laughs> uh, so our other question this week uh, came from Katie. No, uh, no, 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 we're not done yet. We still had more on that oh, post. Oh, did we? Yeah. <sighs> well, what about uh, this? So Nathan Sorry. wants to know how come every snake identification page, after they see a rat snake, they assume that they have rats around. Anybody that owns colubrids will know that they are very active hunters and they move around so much. Well, I mean, it's called a rat snake. If you if you, if you have a rat snake, there is a very high chance there's food there. Yeah. Uh, because, where there's smoke. Or what? That, where there's yeah. smoke. Where, yeah. There is, a, there is a high chance of food being there. But that food source may not necessarily be rats. Will it? Not always. It could be birds. It could be eggs. It could be. But, I mean, 
in a human in a house or a garage, it's probably going to be a rodent. Okay. Um, it's a very good chance. Now, also, they do cover. They they are much more of a hunter than say, uh, like a rattlesnake, which is going to sit and wait for food. So yes, they are going to cover far more territory. So they could be going through your yard. Through the neighbor's yard, who may have more rodents than oh. what you have, they could be finding a squirrel. They, uh, I've seen them in like, uh, uh, I've seen we well, we looked into a hole once that had flying squirrels in it, and there was a rat snake in there instead of the flying squirrels. So, um, Yikes. so one snake that needs to move a lot more and get out of the freaking crevices is Alterna, because when I went to sell solar down in uh, just outside of Iran, Texas. Uh, it was actually a deadly tarantula girl. I don't know if you guys have ever had her yeah. on. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, I went out with uh, uh, Marita, John, and we were uh, looking for that. We only found a couple uh, pictogaster, but yeah, I wanted them to move around. Um, but they're getting solar on Thursday. So, um, but I, I took the whole trip. I wanted Alterna, and they weren't moving. Um. Yeah, Iran, Texas is spelled with two A's. And Iran. I-R-A-A-N. It's, <laughs> okay. And it's literally in the middle of nowhere. There's an A-R-A-N. Yeah, no, yeah no, it is. So, and, and they're in a smaller town than Iran, uh, for reference, but I don't, I'm not sure if anyone wants them to know. But, um, but yeah, no, and so we were going, and we were going herping, and there was this graveyard there. And in the middle of this gra- graveyard is like this pink, like, dollhouse. And so she told me that, like, way back when, this mother threw linseed oil on her child and uh, her daughter and killed her. Uh, so she went through skin grafts. It was, like, it was very new at the time to do skin, skin grafts, but she went septic and died. And so the mother would be out there all the time. So it started with a bench, and then finally the father built a dollhouse around because the child also liked doll, dollhouses, painted it Pepto-Bismol pink, and then... And that way the mother could sit out there in the rain and the sunshine and like sit there and be there with her daughter. Cause she felt so guilty, tragic story. And so we passed by this graveyard and of course, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hurt by it. And so of course we go, we find We find the snakes. The next week I go to sell solar to Aaliyah. She has a Pepto-Bismol pink house. And I was like, now I'm sad again. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was just this thing with pink houses. And I was, um, I don't know, so I oh, stayed away from the color. C Anal Side asked how uh, the merch is coming. That's 100% uh, a James question. That is me. I, I am working on the website this summer. While I've got time, and I can get the merch on there. And we may is... actually be going tomorrow so that I can get some work done at the library. Yeah, I, I got to sit at my computer and me. work on it. It's, things have finally slowed down, uh, and I can I can do stuff. But I will get. we will have that done. Um, You're teachers. You shouldn't do anything in the summer. <laughs> I have a workshop Thursday. Sure. But... <laughs> And I have two workshops can next we, week. Can we get to yours now? Yes. We okay. So, I don't know how I'm getting. Anyways. Uh, it says, what are your thoughts on people having not for sale or NFS animals at their tables at shows? This was from Katie because she saw them at shows. Yeah. But let's go through some of these. Okay. And then we'll go through why you were wondering. Why I wanted to ask the question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, let's go through some of the – most of the responses are very similar. Um, and I think it really is a matter of how you come – at the question and what the not for sale animal is and why it's there. That is a lot of these answers. Uh, John Feely says, I think everyone is on the focus of sales, but what better place to judge the excitement of a new animal than in front of literally thousands. So you bring it there for free marketing. Um, he's planning on doing that. Jason uh, Bromley says, doesn't bother me at all. It's all good way to show off the adults will, how they will look in certain species 
or what projects you are planning on producing in the future. And it's also cool to see uh, some of those high-end projects in person. I get that. He works with green trees. There's definitely a, a change from baby to adult there, so that's a good thing to have. Um, Mark Anderson says, I will definitely have some not-for-sale animals on the booth just so people can be able to interact with them. Uh, let's go. Jason Milorinovich said, I think it's a good way to show off your babies on the table and how they can look as adults or what project animals uh, for sale could potentially produce. Uh, Will McReady said, I don't have a problem with it. They make the cool conversation pieces sometimes or can show someone what an adult snake of a species will look like uh, to a prospective buyer. Uh, he said they can be a big difference for something like Pitchophis Jani. Why can I not think of what that is? Pitchophis Jani. Uh. It's it's Pitchophis is it the Mexican? Is it, is it pine? No. No, that, no not close. Mexican pine. Oh, I, I, I thought it was a Mexican pine. Yeah, because Mexican pines, they do change. Oh, I, I was right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you were partially right. Um, a lot of them, but most people are saying marketing or using it to show what adults look like. Um, uh, let's see. Daniel says it depends on what it is. Sometimes it's something benign, and then it just seems like it's a weird thing to bring. Sometimes it's the world's first or a really cool animal, and they get that. Um, I'm sad because I usually want it, but I'm uh, but I I get them wanting to show it off. Um, and then some people have the NFS coming. Not all not for sale animals are not for sale. Right. Right. So so the NFS means that. You, if you're asking them to buy it, you should probably have the money to be able to pay for something that you know is going to be higher in. So, that that's also in that area. Um, Bryce and Debbie uh, Schofield from um, SMS, mm-hmm. they've had They're their whole w- They had that WTF snake. It wasn't NFS, but it's called the WTF, and it wasn't for sale. Yeah, forever. it's that one that it's like it got every gene in individual places on the snake's body. It's crazy looking. So, Katie, why? See, as, oh, go oh, ahead, Max. Oh, I was just going to say, as a guy who does this, I like NFS because that's oh, usually I the most totally get stuff. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to if you're gonna market the show, if you're going to market, you know, your YouTube channel, if you're going to market your business, you're going to want to show, like, like cool what's going to say, like, I'm a reputable breeder, then I make badass things. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> My thing was, if you're going to use it to show off a breeding project. If you're going to use it to say, hey, these babies that I'm selling came from this parent and this lineage, and this is what they could potentially look like when they grow up. I get that. What I don't get is if you have no, like, you are, I feel like there's a difference in bringing it to show and educate and just bringing it to just show off and kind of be like, I mean, not necessarily be an asshole about it, but. I don't know. I just sometimes I feel like it's completely unnecessary to bring that animal to a show because number one, you're exposing them to the travel and the trauma and the stress. And then I know Chris Eaton is not saying OMG to me. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Chris. You can complain next week. It's my birthday week. You can't be mean to me. Um, Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. So I I thought about this. But I also don't sell snakes. So that could very well be why I don't get it. Probably. I, I see both sides. Um, there's some issues I have with doing it without doing it. I get the idea of some snakes don't, and, and Max can, can talk about this. Some snakes don't photo well. Um, there's some, or animals in general. There's some animals that, I mean, the don't corn photo snake. photo well for you. Okay, for me, so, I have no issues. Yeah, shut up. So I was so, just about to say, the corn snake that the you corn got snake from we have. Russell. So I have a super salmon 
ghost corn. Yeah. She's like Barbie doll pink. But in every picture, she's gray. Yeah. Right? And I just can't get it get it right to make it look the way I want. Um, and so, yeah, that, that – Having him show us this is what she's going to look like when she grows up and like that was really cool because the picture of what he had versus the real snake uh, was not cool. Like Carl. So Carl sells lychees and he sells amazing lychees and he brings those giant adults so people actually have an idea of one, it stops people. They stop at his table because he – I had no idea they got that big. I'll be honest. They're massive. Yeah. Uh, But a lot of his lychees, because of the way he has his cages, are covered so that you can see the true color of them. But when you walk by, you see these giant lychees in the cages on the table, and it's a conversation starter and gets someone to look at it, and and they stop. I think Carl is very good at it because, like, when you go to an NARBC, a Conroe, those bigger shows, he's got really nice – like, you know, his really nice stuff. And then, you know, you walk by and you you see a new – I, I've seen his tables multiple times. And so a smaller show, you know, he, he'll I'll be like, oh, wow, your geckos look great. And he goes, no, all the good stuff's at home or I'm, I'm bringing all the good stuff next week. Yeah. And he'll show me pictures and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he's very good at cycling his animals and yeah. making, and like reducing the stress and like bringing the, the good ones when they matter. But again, in that situation, I totally get why you would bring the ones that are not for sale it's to show and start that conversation. But when like it, and I, I saw this on a, on a vendor's table this weekend and this is where it kind of got me thinking. Was the vendor near me? It's a possibility. Okay. Um, but it was literally the only thing of that type on the guy's table. Very well could have been something that he bought that weekend. And that was just the heat. He needed it to go on. It wasn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I just, I, I like, if it's the only thing you have on your table, why is it there if it's not for sale? Yeah. That's, he he had future plans of breeding those, but has not done any of that yet. And I think I know which one you're talking about. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter Anyways, who I'm talking about. No, that, I, I that get That was it. what triggered the question. Is that, and that's, is that Lana that said that? Yes. Uh, maybe. Says I've put ones that I've bought up uh, and I've bought and put NFS on them uh, in the locked containers so that they're safe. Yeah. That, but that, I've that, also bought things and put NFS and put it on all of this table. <laughs> <laughs> but the the problem there is the quarantine. The quarantine that you, yeah. you put animal yeah. that needs to be quarantined near. So that's but one maybe, problem. But maybe. Well, they, I, was, I was behind. Yeah, yeah. It's, maybe they quarantine everything when it come home from a show. That's true. So it doesn't matter. Um, my, like, my biggest issue know. with uh, with not for sale animals. Um, and again, this is a person to person thing. You do whatever you want because it's your animal. I just don't want to risk certain animals of mine around other people's animals. I kind of feel the same way about animals that you take pictures with, though. What do you mean? Like, oh, like, like when you go handling. to a show and you're like, here, take a picture of the snake. That's cool. But I've seen the amount of pictures. Well, that's why when done correctly, there should be more than one animal. If someone is doing a, a photo booth for an animal, say a big snake, they probably need to have two or three big snakes there. If you're going to do an all-day or all-weekend event, it needs to be two or three big snakes that you can rotate out every hour or so. Or like, crocodile like or lizard you, or whatever. When your boa bit you because yeah. you you pushed her a little too yeah, far she was with done. people and she was like, I'm done. And I'm going to bite you. And it's that thinking that's why John Kelly got another coat of Monday. <laughs> that, oh, is, well. that is not why they got another <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it is. Who knows? Uh, um, what was Poppy this weekend? She was not there. They, they didn't have the room for her. Ah, okay. Uh, but so yeah, I, I get it. I get the idea of, but and like I said, search situation. So Brumley is doing green trees. There's definitely a huge difference between a baby green tree and an adult green tree. Um, carpet pythons are another one. Things that go through these changes. Yeah. Uh, 
chameleons, like baby chameleons, adult chameleons. I see that even though that seems like a lot of stress to put on an animal that is known to stress. But again, that's their animal. If they know yeah. what they're doing, they know what they're doing. It so, was just, it was a very, I think me, it was a, an interesting co- concept and thing that happens often in our shows. And I just wanted to, I was like, we don't talk about this. Let's talk about this. I think if you're bringing it just to show off, you need to weigh the positive, the pros and cons. Uh, there is a, a con of mites, other diseases. Um, are you letting people touch that? Because if they're touching that snake, that's not for sale. They also touched a bunch of other things at the same show. So well, you and like Robert that. said, if you've got something like the, the, the BTF snake, Obviously, that's something where you're going to be like, look, we've never seen anything like this before. And well, like, put it uh, out there. D- uh, Douglas Ray White and Natasha. They have that. Um, oh, yeah. Shit, well, my brain just went blank what it's called. Paradox. Mm-hmm. They have that Paradox ball, right? And it's it's priced at basically not for sale. But they're very <laughs> proud of it and they want to show it off. And again, if someone offers them the money. It's not not, and they so. also don't take it out and let people hold it. Yeah, they don't. And yeah. So and, and so that also it also bears the question: like, what's the difference between somebody who's selling and vending and bringing the animals versus an educational group? How is it True. so different? You know, True. Um, especially oh. with handling different things like that. So uh, the tegu, uh, what's the tegu's name? That's always there. Um, I don't know. The one that Robin and Rhonda have. Uh, no, the black and white one. Yeah, the black and white. Do they have one there always? They haven't brought him in a while, but they normally bring him like to the Conroe show. He's huge. Yeah, yeah. and and so I can't you know, like his name the, now. Um, and, and then uh, but they don't bring Bob, him to every show, right? Bob the Vulture. I know nobody handles him, but you know, there's still vultures and red tails and things that Mario yeah. brings. And so, um, and then of course his venomous snakes. Uh, he cycles rattlesnakes, which is really good, um, but. Yeah, and yeah, I guess with be- the that's a good point though. But I guess again with the education and and again with with it being at a show, if you're not handling it all day long and you're cycling it through so that it's not. I think we can all agree on one thing though: if you are a customer at a reptile show, don't bring your fucking animal. I think we can agree, yeah. all agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Leave it at home. Unless you're the guy with the chicken in the backpack, because that was pretty cool. Leave that. You're number one. Leave <laughs> that fucking chicken at home. I could not <laughs> believe when I saw that guy that day. I'm like, I know this man does not have a chicken in a backpack. Sure and enough, just, he turned around and it was a chicken. Just, just stop. Stop bringing your animals a to backpack. a show if you're just. A and unless you're a Hayden, you can bring that chicken. You that's can, actually a red tailed hawk. You can bring it. You can bring it anytime. Anytime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not uh, a chicken. It's not a goose. Hundred percent. I asked this one based kind of off of what Robert asked us. I asked like three questions this week. Uh, how do you handle people that are adamant that old wives' tales about reptiles are true? Um, because if you are someone who has had reptiles for more than a year, you've probably become the reptile person in your general area, and then you've heard every story that someone has about at reptiles. least in your friend group for sure. Um, so here's a couple of responses. Uh, Dr. Green said, I'm a toxicologist. I poison them. That's they never, my favorite They response. never repeat the same old wives tale ever again. Uh, but he said, he contradicts them with facts. They may have act, ant, ant, antidotes, antidotes, and anecdotes. Stories. I was putting a T in there for some reason. Stories. But when you have reference from peer-reviewed journals, it occasionally helps him see the light, which is true, except we live in a world where uh, – for a large amount of people, science is not real uh, because it doesn't fit what they believe. Yeah. So unfortunately, uh, I can throw all the science at people and because it doesn't fit their narrative, it's not real and scientists lie and they're part of some big conspiracy. 
I don't know. I mean, I've met a lot of scientists. They don't have time for conspiracies or there's no money in that. So chill. Uh, Todd Audrey said, generally, I leave it alone and educate the kids. I get that. Um, Danielle says, spend a comment or two trying to educate them. And if they choose to believe it, tell them Godspeed and move on. Um, let's see. Tracy Stower says, I try once, then when they argue, I restate the truth. When they argue again, because they will, I bless their hearts and pray they don't get hurt following outdated old wives' tales and move on. Uh, Nathan, who's in the chat, wrote an article here. Jesus, Nathan. Uh, I try to throw in some logic in the mix. Okay, first off, Nathan. Logic? You can't use logic. It's it's never going to work. Ever. Uh, my mom, mother-in-law. My mom, mother-in-law? I'm very confused on that, and I'm starting to wonder if you're from Arkansas. <laughs> Is your mom and mother-in-law the same person? Uh, my mom slash, I don't know, used to work, I'm assuming that's supposed to be in your type. You need to, okay, I'm bad at out not reading my stuff, but I'm going to try and try and say what I think he's saying. It says, my mother-in-law used to work in Africa, and they had an old wives' tale about snakes uh, and how they would bite the tires and ride with them uh, and bite, I know, stupid, but debunk with logic. Do you know how fast them tires are turning? Jesus Christ, Nathan. <laughs> My mom's, mom's mother-in-law. Mother your mom's mother-in-law. So that would be your grandmother. In-law. But it'd still be a... Right? Not if it's like a... A sibling's... mother I don't know. No. For it to be his mom's mother-in-law, it could either be his dad's mother or a stepdad's mother. Hey, Siri, play Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris, Chris like, we're all inclusive, bud. This is nice. Now your show's open geez. to special needs, dudes. I know. His mom's, mom's late, late husband's, husband's mom. Mom. That family tree so definitely circles back around. His grandmother. So uh, his deceased stepdad's mother. Okay. Okay. Glad we're on the same boat. I don't know. <laughs> Senegal, uh, Senegal force is in the exam. What? I can't. I can't, Nathan. I wanted to read it. I just can't do it. Uh, Jason Rob says, I, I don't. It's a waste of time and breath. You can't fix stupid even with duct tape. Nope. Nope. I tell my students all the time, I can fix dumb, but I can't fix stupid. Uh, Joe Rosa said, like most situations in life, I rely on open hostility. <laughs> that, that works. It, for me, it depends on what mood I'm in. Sometimes I'm just like, oh my God, they're dumb, and I scroll on. But then other times I have to make sure that I, they know how I feel about how dumb they are. Oh my gosh. Uh, Megan says, if they're adamant, <laughs> I just walk away. If someone is so hellbent on believing fiction with no evidence to back it up, uh, there's probably nothing you can do to change their mind. It's a waste of time. And then this weird person named Max Hicks responded, says, I've got enough experience with friends with experience to show them photos, videos, websites, etc., that it's BS. You'd be surprised at the number of copy slash paste discussions fleshed out in my notes. They always follow the same path of response. Yeah, no, so I have folders in my notes, and it's just uh, when I was relocating rattlesnakes, you'd hear the same thing over and over again. You'd see the same thing over and over again. Um, the rattlesnake roundup video you'd seen here. And so it's just like I would copy and paste my response. I knew how they were going to respond, and I would just copy and paste the next thing. So it's like I have full fleshed out discussions in my phone. So it saves time because it's like I want to educate, not so much for the person I'm talking to, but for the people reading the discussion. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys saw a while back the the person who tried to take credit 
for the job. Nathan and I did crawling under the house catching yeah, 45 yeah. rattlesnakes. Saw that. And he called a bull snake a rat snake, and then he called a rat snake a bull snake. <clears> and then he had was holding it by its neck and dangling it. And so he was giving out so much misinformation. And uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, I used to do this professionally. Uh, look up this. And I was like, oh, this one? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, uh, <laughs> that was me. Yeah, he was, <laughs> so, that was like on the news or something, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, Good Morning America picked it up. Uh, USA Today picked it up. And then a bunch of radio stations across the nation. I did an interview with somebody, like some news, news, station, uh, news station in Washington. Um, so I was, uh, so I was like, it, it, it went everywhere. Just kind of, I guess Sinclair media, everyone wanted to do it from there. And then, um, so whatever media outlets, um, I like to do things that go viral every now and then for, for good reasons. The trick with dealing with these people, especially on the internet, it's very hard on the internet because one, you can't, it's very hard to comment on the internet because you can't hear voice and inflection and it, it comes, sometimes it comes across more rude than it really is. But the trick is to not argue with people. And I find myself, it's hard sometimes. Sometimes I'm just, sometimes I'm in a mood where like, fuck it. I got nothing else to do right now. We're going to piss somebody off. Uh, but I do try to educate. Um, it was like someone posted in a group earlier. It was a Louisiana group. They took a picture of a rat snake in the yard and said, what is this? Someone goes, chicken snake. I was like, well, technically there is no such thing as a chicken snake. It's a general term used for mini snakes. Um, you know, corn snakes, rat snakes, king snakes. And of course, someone goes, well... And she went off on her thing about how we've always called them chicken snakes. We're going to keep calling them chicken snakes. Okay, you're fine. Whatever. I mean, I told you exactly what what it is, but whatever. That was one of those, you're not going to change them. But hopefully someone read that and understood, okay, well, okay, so chicken snake is not an actual thing. Got it. Um, See, and, and what, I, what I usually tell people, you know, because people ask me before they reply to somebody else. Um, sometimes like uh, Brooke would ask, hey, I know I'm right here, but I feel wrong. And then ask me like a question and, and like, and then I'll give uh, an answer. And she goes, well, I like, I know this, I just needed this piece of information, but I over explain it to her. <laughs> but how I usually tell people to respond is like, don't respond to them. You know, like you're also talking to an audience. Yeah. So, especially online. It's true. Right. So it's like, it's like what Amber Heard tried to do at the Johnny Depp trial. Shit on she just, his bed. Wait, what? Or she would just turn and talk to the jury and just turn and talk to the jury. And it's like, yes, I did. And like, she kept doing that. It was really her, annoying to her watch. dog stepped on a bee. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the funniest clips I've ever <laughs> seen. Oh From someone who's an actress, you would think she could act better than that. Uh, well, it didn't work for her. But, uh, oh, so Nathan, okay, here's Nathan's story. The, in Africa, wife tells that black mamas would bite the tires of cars passing by, latch onto them, and then travel with the car until it stopped and then bite the person when they got out. But obviously, that physics says that does not make sense. Yeah. The car is moving far too uh, fast. Well, but see, again, that's, Africa, where, that's where logic does not work. Because logically, you would say that's not possible, but you can't use logic here because fear is so much stronger than logic. Well, see, and like here... You know, old wives' tales can get you in trouble, but it usually can't kill you. Over in Africa, like, they have witch doctors. So you have very similar-looking snakes. Somebody could get by, bit by a non-venomous snake, go see a witch doctor, and then, you know, go throughout this whole process and then be healed when they weren't ever envenomated in the first place. So yeah. people start thinking they can go to witch doctors. So when somebody gets bit by a venomous snake, they go to a witch doctor. So, um, you know, talking, talking with... You know, remember, like every time we do our ASF meetings, um, Afri and that's African Snake Bite Foundation, not um, Africa Solvers. 
Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, like every time we, we talk about that, we talk about, you know, serious issues and like education is such an important part. And that's why I've got a buddy who speaks French and, you know, I'm like, hey, translate this for me. So that's my story. But yeah, no, uh, uh, old wives tales can be dangerous overseas. Um, oh, so, so I listen to, I'm, if Chris, I don't know if Chris is still around. I'm, I'm trying to catch up on Chris's podcast because I've gotten behind. Uh, but traveling to the shows has helped. And so I'm trying to catch up. I listened to one where he's talking to, and I'm apologize. I can't remember her name, but it was the woman from, from England. But she was talking about the rules for the expos there. And we'll talk more about this with Chris also next week. But the rules for expos in England. You were listening too, Kate. Oh, it was insane. They're fucking insane. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's one. It's one string of expos. It's the uh, IHS, I think. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But like, you can't sell animals at a show if you're a business. So if you're breeding as a business, you can't sell animals there. You can come there and you can set up a table. You can wear your shirts, your banners, and all this stuff, but you can't sell animals. But if you're just but can a, you display them? Nope. NFS. I think you can. You think you can display them? I think. Uh, but if you're a hobbyist. You can sell animals at a show, but you cannot wear a shirt with your name. You can't have banners. You can't have tablecloths. You can't have any of the stuff that, you know, here in America, when someone buys their first ball python, they go out and buy all that shit first, right? Yeah. Uh, Create their own YouTube and yeah. groups and, yeah. But there you can't have it. Uh, and then we know, I know there's the size for, like, you have the to be able to display them. The cages to display them in have to be much larger than what we display ours in here. <laughs> Uh, but it was just very interesting listening to that. I was like, it's fucking crazy over there what they have to do just to be able to. And then also, it's also weird over there because we can put a snake in a box and take it to FedEx tomorrow and ship it off. They can't do that there either. They have to go through couriers and a courier has to drive it across the country if you want. I mean, granted, the country is like, I don't know, Mississippi Here or whatever. San it's, Angelo. Yeah, it's not, that, it's not that far. So so, so uh, another another interesting point is like the history of reptile shows in general. Like I'll, I'll touch on it just a little bit. Um, I, I actually go ahead and fin- you were you were going off about something Chris was saying, but I want I want to wrap around back to that. I oh, know just it was, it was he had her on there and and we'll talk to him again. He's gonna he's gonna be on next week. But uh, oh, cool. but that was that was his guest and, and Katie was actually paying attention because she normally just sleeps through all that stuff. I was awake. Yeah, it was great. Um, so it was just crazy. so the history of reptile shows started in IHS because it'd be these educational people and essentially zoos would ask private keepers, well, how do you breed these animals in captivity? And basically private keepers had all the answers. And so then IHS got a new president and then he's, uh, and then I guess he was closer associated with, uh, with, with somebody who didn't want breeding involved. So basically you would go to this, uh, IHS, you'd hear people talk, you would learn different things. You'd go to your hotel room and you would know who had corn snakes, who had king snakes, different things like that. Corn snakes were the first big thing, you know, breeding in captivity. So, uh, and then they banned breeding and selling at the show or, or banned selling at these shows. So that's how Daytona started. And that's how reptile shows across the country started. But uh, I'll, I'll put you in t- touch with uh, Mike Clarkson. So next year, he is due to be the presidential nominee, and then I guess he'll be president next the following year. Um, but he is a wealth of knowledge as far as IHS goes. Oh, he's, cool. uh, um, he he filmed. Uh, he's a videographer too, so he did Duck Dynasty, Food Network, Animal Planet Discovery. So he like pitches the networks, and um, and then of course he does elephant trunk snakes and a lot of aquatic snakes, and he's really successful with it. And he talks a lot about where people go wrong, and so. Um, uh, 
Yeah, well, we started talking about solar, but I ended up talking three hours about you know snakes. And he wrote an awesome book about snakes in Ireland too. So, <laughs> is he the one that did that that book? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. So, um, so let's see some of the things that came up on our discussion group this week. Travis posted an article or a scientific thing on dinosaurs. He said it points to flight in dinosaurs evolving at least three separate times, which is kind of cool. Uh, going through trying to see what what was posted. Um, oh, there's a what is it? it's a rabbit apparently picking on a rat snake. I haven't actually seen that video. I somehow missed that one. Oh, did anybody see that? Y'all watched the video of David Attenborough from like 1963. No. It's hilarious. It's his voice, but it's not the body you're used to seeing this old and not him. He's very young. That's a good one. Um, man, I'm, I missed a lot this week. Yeah, I haven't had time to do. Oh, the first uh, albino galop yes. was hatched. Robert shared that. Yeah, I that did originally, and then it just got deleted for some reason. That, that original post I shared it from got deleted. Oh, that's weird. But then Tracy shared it. But yeah, the first, the first albino galop, which is cool, I guess. Yeah, so in 1963, he would have already been 38 years old. Who's 38 in that? Yeah. Oh, man. So, okay, hold on. Hey, let's let's make a bet real quick. Him and the queen are both the same age. Oh, he's making 100. Okay, so who do you think is going to live longer, though? I don't care about I, the queen. I think... I care about David Attenborough. I care about David I think she's just going to live just in spite of her son being king. Yeah, she'll probably <laughs> outlive him so he never gets to be king. <laughs> right. Be, all so, because he married that peasant woman. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. So. Fucking royal family. Uh, Nathan posted a video, again, which is a much better video, shot from someone's phone, I think, than anything that Max shot when he was in Canada. Shut or in up. Alaska. But uh, it's, a, it's a mother moose chasing down a grizzly bear. Like. Oh, I saw that video. fucking horrifying. That's a crazy video. It's wow. also a young grizzly bear, you can tell. It's not like a full-size big male boar. But still, she was she, like, fuck you. She I'm was ready to kill you. him. Yeah. That grizzly bear just went, like, he ran into the door. Like, let me in the building. Fucking let me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, get me the fuck out of here. See, but, yeah. moose have two things on their mind, and they both begin with F. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are scary. Like, I think people underestimate, and I saw someone say, they underestimate how scary a moose is. Like, when they go up north, they want to see a, a moose. And they'll just get out of the car and, like, walk up to them. Like, no, don't do that. You wouldn't do it to a grizzly bear. Certainly don't do it to a fucking moose. That's like the woman in Yellowstone last week who got killed by a bison because yeah. she walked up to the fucking bison. It's not a cow. It's yeah. it's, it's a fucking wild animal. And then it threw her like 10 feet in the air and killed her. So when I was in Alaska, I landed in Anchorage and I was like, okay, this is my only chance to get to see a moose. It was just way too foggy and I ended up just sticking around in the airport. But I went on to iNaturalist and I was like, well, where are the moose generally at? And the closest one I saw was inside the gates of the airport. And there were multiple ones. So if you go into iNaturalist and you look up moose and like you go to Anchorage, they're inside the airport. Inside the it's airport. Like, it's like, what do you even do at that point? You know, run, do, do you, run, shut a door, yeah. let other people fight it. Right. Like it, it's like the Indiana Jones scene where the plane's going to take off and you just get this moose behind you. <laughs> um, <laughs> one that I posted, I saw actually pop up on several different people's Facebooks, non-animal people, uh, very right wing people, but it was uh, <laughs> that bees are now they're trying to classify bees as fish in California. And of course, that headline leads a very right wing person to go look at fucking California. They can't tell the difference between a bee and a fish, which is not what is that picture? Oh, the 
That's where the moose was <laughs> in, in the airport. The planes. Wow. Uh, that is not the reason they were classifying these bees as fish, not because they don't know how to fucking tell the difference. It's in California to be able to protect certain animals. There are certain animals that fall under their laws. Uh, fish, mammals, birds, reptiles, insects didn't fall under that. And so there's three species of bee. I think it was three or four. I think maybe four species of bee that they needed to save. And the time it would take to try and get the thing changed to put insects on there, to get bees on there, maybe too much time. And the bees don't have that much time. So they could classify the bees as fish. They could protect them as fish. And and it would help <laughs> save their lives. Uh, the precedent was set before by snails. There was a snail that needed to be saved. And of course, a snail is not a fish. But they classified it as a fish. And they were able to then put it underneath the protection of uh, wildlife fisheries and try and save it. So that was the and idea. It, it, it's only their job to interpret the law, not write it. So they can't Correct. add bees or insects. It's, yeah. it's just their job to in- interpret it. So it's yeah, that's, it, that's just how the cookie crumbled. So in order to try and save the animal now, you they went ahead and tried to skirt around and, and work it so it would save it now. And, of course, the agricultural part were very upset with this. Uh, and I found it very hard to find a full explanation as to why, but I would imagine it has to do with how they treat their agricultural crops. And it would probably not be good for the bees. And so if they could step in and go, look, you can't do this to your crops. Therefore, the bees won't die. Um, it's probably going to hurt somebody's bottom line on, you know, avocados or something in California. And so that was that was the issue. But it. Sorry. I just saw Andy's comment. I just saw Andy's comment on the picture of you with your megaphone. Oh, no, it's the greatest thing ever. And so it's it the only lady he's life. scared of in his life. Made my whole freaking <laughs> life. That one comment. Fucking love well, it. Well, that's because that's because Andy wasn't there in Colorado with the with the super buff woman. <laughs> where, where Casey was like, so "Yeah, I'll what, cut you a deal." What I'm hearing is I have competition. <laughs> uh, Travis also posted this article, this picture of one of those uh, tropical plants that smells like dead rotting meat. Those are those are really. I've, I've never smelled one. Are you talking about the corpse plant? Yeah. No, so, it's, no, it's no, it's um. Because those only bloom like every 40 something years. No, this, this years. one I think is different. This is a different one. Oh. Uh, it's not that same one. It's this. Oh, yeah. That's not a corpse. Plant. Yeah, no. But it smells like rotten meat. We couldn't We couldn't get close enough to smell the one that we saw because they had already locked the garden where it was. So we saw it from a, the patio of the building next door. But Joe and I could say we saw one. Um, <laughs> Reptile Report posted a picture of a, two, a 10-year-old two-headed sulcata. Which is pretty good for a two-headed mm-hmm. animal, making it ten years. They're like two independent Why? heads. Of- Why would Bergoli post this? What about- I'm taking a shit watching this. Thanks, James Bergoli. Is this uh, his YouTube time? It's YouTube time. Uh, Justin Hollins posted a thing that says, uh, FWC mandates threaten pet owners and small businesses. Florida animal owners ask governor to intervene. I saw this in a Camp Kennan video. Um, but they're coming. They're trying to come for, again, all exotics, which we've like said. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to do a Across the country, but this is Florida right now. Uh, it would affect people owning fish, birds, hamsters, any exotic. Uh, crazy. Not See, first just- it's iguanas and tegus, then it's nine millimeter, and then it's ball pythons. <laughs> exactly. Something like that. <laughs> I think that's the order. Because uh, nine millimeter blows out the lungs. Blows yeah. out the lungs. <laughs> um, I knew. <laughs> What, Looking uh, at Max makes me have to shit. I think James is drunk. I don't know. <laughs> Bergoli. Say it ain't my James. No. Let's see. There's. I'm going to read this real quick. It was a this picture of a 
of a rhino viper. So it says a new uh, breakthrough study entitled Snake Venom Gene Expression is coordinated by novel regulatory architecture and the integration of multiple co-opted... Ver- Jesus Christ. Travis, from now on, dumb the shit down for us. I'm, hey, I'm, Travis posted the new Trimiceros, which got me excited. What the fuck is that? Uh, same as the uh, Insulars, the blue snake I have. It's oh. just a cousin to it. So, cousin to one of these babies. That's cool. Small words, guys. Small words. Oh, Nathan got his tickets for Tinley. Nathan, you're going to love Tinley. We've been there. It's a great show. He was talking about it being this, uh, the possibly the second largest show. I believe Tinley is... I believe... And I could be wrong. Someone correct me. I believe Tinley is the largest show of vendors in the country. I believe the one in California because of the venue is a larger show because it's like a huge hangar I think is where it's located. Um, so I think the Super Show in Pomona is maybe physically larger but I think there's more venues vendors at Tinley. I'm not positive. Daytona used to be the king of shows and then around 2009 it really started to go down. But again, talking about Florida, a lot of the laws in Florida really kind of ruin a lot of that for people. Um, oh, Nathan also posted the cool picture of the, the wild cobras coming out of their eggs little baby cobras coming out of those eggs that was cool that's a cool one um and then oh and then more pictures of the dumbass with his snake that he killed that he wasn't supposed to kill <coughs> trying to see if there's anything else i think that's it um i said oh a lot there's something else i wanted to say i can't remember what it was talk some talk amongst yourselves we'll reach out to the award the award the award winning what the winner the winner yes um <laughs> Okay, let's see how that goes there, Bergoli. What you? Hey, but Kayla will have breads at the show this weekend. I already bought mine. Did you really? Yeah, I bought it like oh, a month ago. By the way, uh, so Micah Petty, that his book. Mm-hmm. I have um, it. The uh, primer. The primer on reptiles and amphibians. I just saw that on y'all's group. That is definitely the book to get. That's um, awesome. I, I, I've got a signed copy. Got it at a Lone Star Reptile Expo. Um, I need to get it. Fantastic book. It is definitely worth the read. It's, it's right there next to, um, you know, Snakes of Ireland. Uh, <laughs> Fucking Snakes of Ireland. Uh, my Bolens Python, uh, my uh, book Ar- from yeah, Ari. Yeah, as we showed it off last week. Mine's on my shelf right there. Yeah, and so it's... Or anything uh, written but, by the... Uh, oh, shit. How my brain go blank? Barkers. Yeah. Anything written by the Barkers. Yeah, I got the Barkers. I got Rock Rattlesnakes of Mexico. Um, so, but yeah, anyway, uh, 37 bucks. Uh, if you're looking at the price of the used copies on Amazon, you know, it's a good book and you know, like, yeah. yeah. Oh shit. That yeah, might be worth going to check out. He also out. has some great stickers. <laughs> I had, that's the one on my truck that says I break for snakes and sticks and rope and yeah. bungee yeah. cords. Yeah. That's from oh, Micah too. We were listening to, uh, the corn stars podcast this weekend. Oh yeah. And they, <laughs> Katie realized at one point they referred to. Slowinski eye as our Kasachi and Kisachi started paying attention. <laughs> they referred to them as Kasachi corn snakes. I was, I was like, like yes! hey, I know where that is. <laughs> that is exactly what they are. They are Kasachi corn snakes, you bastards. I was kind of in and out. It but, was funny. But they were talking about Great. corn snakes and rat snakes. So it's time for me to go. Oh no. Yeah. Don't. Please don't. Anyways, so yeah, we will reach out to the winner of this. Don't forget our giveaway. I will have that up tonight on on our Facebook page. It will be a a year membership to US Arc, which people should already have. This should be an extension of the one you already have. Correct. Not new. Or it should be a great gift for somebody who doesn't have one. But that will be up. 
Um, we are at Conroe again this weekend. Come out to Conroe. As soon as you walk in the door, turn right. You will see. You'll see me Robert when you walk in the door. I'm on the front. front register. You can't miss me. There'll be a wall full of racks and cages as soon as you walk in. And we'll also do some recording. I'll figure out who we're going to record. When we get there, we'll find out. We'll find some folks and we'll sit down and do some interviews with them and we'll put that out. I mean, we'll get a couple, maybe we'll get enough of them. We can do it two different shows. That'd be awesome. Um, you can do it while I'm out of town. Yep. I think that is all I have for tonight. Thanks, Max, for coming on. If you want to reach yeah, out thanks, to you and, and watch your video of you going under a house and, and getting all those rattlesnakes, how can they okay, reach out to you? I, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and do it for people. Okay, Google. Hey, Siri, subscribe to Max's view. <laughs> And oh, that's how everyone makes the show. Is, beat. No, it was. It was uh, oh, okay. But yeah, no, uh, uh, Max's view on Instagram, YouTube, um, uh, I think Twitter every now and then. We'll see if Elon Musk buys it and that, that might <laughs> make a spark to it. Um, and then, you know, call me, text me, smoke signals, pigeon mail, um, dead squirrels on the porch, uh, chalk outlines, uh, messages in the sky. Be careful uh, with smoke signals. Anyway. You've had fires out there. You gotta be careful with smoke signals. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Um, and so, uh, right around where our copperhead population is too. Oh damn! So Nathan yeah. asked when I'm gonna grow a beard like the two of y'all. Never, no. Nathan. This, this is this, this is, is months. This is about as as good as it gets. Dude, I don't grow. It, I don't grow body it, hair. I don't let it him get much. It keeps you warm in the winter and it keeps you hot all year long. I don't. I don't let him get much fluffier <laughs> than that. This is it. But uh, Robert, if people want to get a hold of you, you want to do it. <sighs> reptile racks. Go ahead, James.com. <laughs> but reach out, get a cage, get a get a rack. Cages are great. I'm gonna get some more cages soon because I'm gonna redo my snake room and we're gonna have more cages in there. If you want to get a hold of James, the Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and at gmail.com. I will hopefully have the website up in the next uh, week, yeah. uh, two weeks, three, a month. I've two already months, booked. Some I've already booked a study room at the library. It's oh, coming. Okay, so it's gonna be soon. Uh, I just. <laughs> I promise. Though, I tried, and then the the I've got merchandise, an online class. I've got to work. The on. merchandise website and the fa- and the actual website they didn't they work together, and then they didn't work together. They divorced, and so now I got to figure out how to make them work together again. But we'll get that up, and then I'll on there I'll link Robert's uh, business page to it. Our VivTech stuff. Oh, like- yeah, VivTech. Don't forget if you need a light bulb, VivTech. The code is Gumbo twenty two, and it's fifteen percent off. We are ordering one for our Redfoot very soon. And it's LED too, so it's energy savings. And it'll last for freaking ever. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so. so get it. Don't listen to the people that tell you it doesn't work. I promise it works. I've got one on my tortoises, and I've got proof in the other room. Is My bearded damn. dragon has thrived since we've put it on her. And this so. damn sulcata is going to outgrow this tortoise table. <laughs> so, uh, You're going to take it to Louisiana. I know it's going to have to go live with the other tortoises in Louisiana. I'm going to lose all my, all my tortoises to Louisiana. But that's it for us. Thanks, Max. We will be back next week with a certain guest who's already told me he's going to be on so he can't get out of it unless he gets sick or something. But, I mean, lives, <laughs> lives in a cave. He, there's no one for him to be around to get sick. So, Who? Well, I'm like Ricky Chris. Gervais now. Like, you have me on again. I'm going Golden Globes on you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been on too many times now. Uh, I'd say we see you this weekend, Max, but we won't. So we'll see no. you at some point. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you can't get rid of, get rid of me. Uh, we've tried. It's, but like it's time to start stalking his Facebook because we're in baby mode. Yeah, I'm like I'm like your mites, James. Fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> They're gone, goddammit. it. They are gone. So help me God, if they come back, I'm coming after you, Max. It's like me. <laughs> we gotta be coming up on a year. It's been a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. Speaking of a year, I wanted to show this uh, this last picture that um, you know, uh, is about a year old now. 
uh, before we go. And, and it's going to make Katie sad because oh, – oh, I'm the last one. Oh, I, no, I, I I'm, I'm not the last one. I was like, wait a minute. What happened? You're so, here. I, I gave you the screen. Yeah, we just quit and we're like, fuck it. Let Max podcast. <laughs> hey, before we go. It is time for my next dose of medicine though. So. so I won't be able to do this again, Katie. I know. I was wondering. It's my cupcake picture. He took my picture of me for my birthday. Oh, yeah. I always take and a picture of myself with some form of cake on my birthday. Max took it for me last year. And it took her. It took me like four months to get it to it's her. Okay, I got it. It's cool. So. Uh, thank y'all for sticking around, watching. We'll see y'all next week. Come out and see us at Conroe this weekend in Conroe, Texas. It's gonna be a great show. Uh, that's it. Good night. Good night.